Welcome <laughs> to Dead Baby Bear, the outdoors edition. <laughs> Kathleen, the outdoors woman, bike. She's out in her fucking yard. I built dogs. a, I built a box. Her dog cut her mouth open. Where's oh my god, that big box there. Where's the box? Oh, the that box giant right box. Where's the box? Where's the box? <laughs> when a girl builds something, you notice. You notice it's there. It's like a haircut. Did you get your hair? Did you build that did, box? Did you build that box yourself? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Not. I didn't even have a man hold anything for me. And I, all man. the screws were used. Like you know when you like have a leftover screw and you're like, what the fuck did I miss? Right. All the screws were used. God, that's beautiful. Yeah. That means there was no extras. Those cheap fucks supposed to put a couple extras in. Just to mess with people? Like, we were talking about this before the podcast. Have you ever trained somebody at work? Like, have you ever... Yeah, like, I've, like... Are you yeah. a good trainer? I'm pretty good. I would say I'm a good trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can train people. I'm I'm patient, and, like, I can, I can train people. Hmm. I didn't... Well, because I always had, like, shitty plant jobs. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't make... You know, like, I didn't... I wasn't busy all day, you know? Mm-hmm. One of those... Those perfect those, jobs? One of those perfect... Those perfect when jobs? You, like, when you work on the plant on plant sites, um, that's the beauty of working on plant site. Like, you're around things that are going to kill you 23 years early. Yeah. And the, that's the whole deal is, like, everybody knows that you're going to die 23 years earlier that works there. Because the, you're breathing in chemicals? Yeah, because there's constantly nickel dust and shit flying around <laughs> and oil and fucking, like... I, I've cleaned out, like tanker cars filled with nickel without a mask on when I I was 18 because masks were for pussies (laughs) I'm not even kidding like if you like forget about COVID I mean what would nickel do to your lungs shred it no probably little flowers (laughs) (laughs) you're just growing nickels in your lungs like a little blossom (laughs) a little tumor blossom (laughs) shaped like a flower Oh, Sean, you've got you've got lung cancer, tumor. but it's actually kind of fun. Your tumors look lovely. <laughs> I'm gonna cut those tumors out and put them on my table. Oh, that's a nice little tumor. <laughs> Looks like a tulip. <laughs> It'll kill you in three months, but fuck, is it gorgeous? This is the prettiest. Oh my god! Did, were you exposed to Nicholas a teen? <laughs> well, yes, I was. Oh, that's interesting because that's the kind of cancer oh linked god. to the the tulip tumor. <laughs> you snorted asbestos. Yeah, but no, you were you couldn't. Um, yeah, you simply weren't allowed. Uh, yeah, you were like you were a pussy if you wore a mask. Yeah. So everybody was in on this thing of like you're all going to die way earlier than if you were an accountant or a butcher. But the trade-off is okay. I'm going to die a lot earlier, but I'm not doing a lot while I'm here. Yeah. You know. So like. So if you worked an eight-hour shift, you generally work three. You know? What would you do, like, just look busy? Well, you would, because because the thing about a plant is there are so many places to hide. Yeah. Right? That's really the root of it is, like, it's a big enclosed place with many, many nooks and so many No cameras or anything back then? And no cameras back probably then. Probably now, right? though. Oh, yeah, now probably every tail pulley has a fucking yeah. 4K on it. But, yeah, back then, no, no cameras, no nothing. So you would just say, like, we're going to go clean up down by the thing. So usually it was like you were you would spend the first three hours of your day doing a disgusting and gross job that nobody else on plant site would want to do. Yeah. And so they would like be Leave like, we don't know who the fuck like gross. I don't know how long it's gonna take you. It might take you five minutes, but, but it's, it's gross. Yeah. And leave me alone. Yeah. And don't come back smelling like it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you so you would just like from seven to ten a.m. You're killing it. Like you're you're you know fucking taking shit out of a duck's ass or whatever yeah. the fuck we did. 
Um, it was disgusting. All, mostly, most of it was disgusting. And then from 10 a.m. to 3 or 4 p.m., you just powered down. You know what? That's, you didn't really do a lot. I feel like most office jobs, most job plant jobs, I'm nothing in the service industry, but but those kind of jobs, it's like it probably in a seven hour day you have three hours of work like all my friends that have office jobs that are like now working from home they're like i could be done my my day in two hours and then that's it but like like seriously but i'm still done my job but like so why do we work seven hours a day it's crazy but because you need the fucking money shit spread out throughout the day that's how much money we need that's exactly true it was like sean we'll get you in from seven to ten twenty five dollars an hour and you're like that's cool except i need more than 75 yeah (laughs) So how are we going to work this out? Yeah. Well, we could pay you to do nothing for longer. Like, <laughs> fucking yeah. Please, please. I'd love to do that plan. I've never had that, like a, a job like that where I just get to like fart around. Although, actually, I guess one of the best jobs I ever had was a park host at Fort Edmonton Park where it was basically like glorified security before the city security came on after 11 right. p.m. And like if there were events we'd just go around to the events and make sure everything was going okay or if they were filming I got to be a film host a couple times like we just sit, sit on set and just watch and eat craft services like I thought I'm gonna get so skinny doing this job because you have to walk everywhere I used to eat like four steak dinners a night at Christmas time because Jesus because, because there'd be like tw- there'd be like ten events going on and you just go around and they had this they had an in-house caterer oh called Elizabethan God. and it was so good and everywhere I'd be like, oh, do you want a steak? I'm like, oh, I just had one. They're like, I oh, have a steak. Okay, Jesus I guess. Christ. I bet if we tried to eat you, your whole body would be gristle. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, I do love Alberta beef. I am definitely it an Alberta. Just be like, well, I keep cutting away, but we still don't have a steak in here. Maybe for a many, day is ex- exaggeration. Did this, how many steaks did this girl eat? <laughs> <laughs> but I re- yeah I like I uh yeah I did I did not lose weight there and I used to like uh I don't know no one listens to this we used to like get baked and no. like <laughs> have a great time <laughs> please tell me that didn't happen I used to at work Fort Edmonton Park I used to always want to work the New Year's Day shift because I literally would just sleep in the train station because nobody came in and oh, I've never had a job where I didn't have to work that hard oh except for that one where I didn't do anything and ate all the time <laughs> that was the one job the that was the one yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the four steak dinners job that was a good job that was a good job there was once I'm like I'm tired a- from all that tri- all the trip to fat the trip to fan in that fucking 18th century turkey. <laughs> oh, Jesus that was a Christ. fun job. Oh, I used to catch people doing stuff too all the time. I used to catch people banging in, in the fort all the time, like Christmas in parties. In the old beds? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I caught uh, somebody in, like, married men's Rogers. quarters. And sleeping I was- <laughs> quarters. Get out of Constable Roger's sleeping quarters now. <laughs> and put his hats back on the wall, you sick bitch. I caught this couple, and then the girl was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, I would be embarrassed, but I'd be worried that you were having about 40 years old and probably filled with bugs yeah. and then she was all freaked out no don't like, please tell me you didn't come on that <laughs> <laughs> we do children's programs in here <laughs> and then never used to stick to the wall what the f- <laughs> it's bathed and come <laughs> that was a fun place where i was i worked at fort Edmonton for probably five years and i had th- like i worked three like i did school programs there i did costumed interpretation i did park host and it was like a fun place to work Huh. for a while but then it got you know it's like you you have a group of people and it's like you work with those group of people and for a while it's just like oh this is the best but then a few people leave and then some new people come yeah, and they're well, idiots yeah. and you're just like you don't want it this sucks the yeah. energies the band is de- yeah it's the like band's we, dead. we lost our lead singer yeah. and now it's a reggae guy yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know how to play these drums yet. <laughs> so you're like, I don't get it, you know? But I had to, yeah, like, as I was talking, thinking about training, I was talking to Jim about that. Like, I, because when you do a job where you only work like four hours a day and the rest of it is like dog fucking. Yeah, how do you train people? And so then a new person comes in and they're like, okay, Sean, you train them up. And then you're like, okay, well. Uh, there isn't much to this, tell you. This won't take long. <laughs> this will take about 18 minutes. I'll do most of this in pantomime and uh, don't really need the English language. <laughs> just have to point at something and go Sweet. down. Down, up. That, down. <laughs> Broom, left, right, push. Did and you then, drive a and forklift? Then you, and then I would do and sleep. And now, <laughs> and now we sleep. <laughs> no, because like I would train, I, and then these two cocksuckers, I still fucking hate them to this day. Yeah. Even though it was like fucking, I don't know, 20 years ago. <laughs> I trained them up to do this job. And like everybody at the plant thought I worked pretty hard. Yeah. Because I could communicate everything that I was pretending to be doing. I was very good at communicating every pretend job that I had. So yeah. like I get on the radio and like, yeah, yeah, I'm just up here on blah, 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 changing out hose number two and just going to, you know, and they're like, right on, kiddo. <laughs> Keep at her, kiddo. Like fucking glad it's you and not me up they there probably, pretending to do something. They probably knew you did nothing. I'm sure they did. But they, yeah. Was, yeah, so maybe they did. I'm I sure th- they did. Like but you did the stuff that they didn't want to do. So we right. have to have this guy around that does the stuff. And if he, I'm sure they caught you sleeping a million times. And oh, they're like, they, yeah. they tucked you in probably. <laughs> they brought you a blanket. They probably see me sleeping. And they're like, look at him. Look how old, cute he is. tulip tumors. Look at him. Look, at he's chasing something in his dreams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, old I think, tulip tumors. I think he might be falling off a cliff into a lava pit. <laughs> that's, that's the look I'm getting from his snooze. Uh, no, because, yeah, so I would, like, train these assholes. Yeah. You know, like, and it, would, it wouldn't take long. Yeah. And then they would go and tell everybody. That you did like, nothing. You didn't fucking do anything. Why would you do you that? You do anything at that job. Well, because they want to be like, because they're fucking, they're, you know, when you're new, when you're like you wanna, filled with like young blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to be good. Young, you're like, I want to do stuff. I want to be the best in the business. I want to move fast and die hard. <laughs> I just want to do stuff. So like for them, it was like they came to a job and they're ready to work. And first of all, it's your first day, asshole. Yeah. Wait till you've been here seven years and had your fucking soul crushed and watched ten cats die. What? Well, just over time, cats what? die in your life, right? Oh, you know? at the what? At <laughs> the plant? Like, you know, like or in you your get life. crushed. Your life gets crushed a little okay. bit. So I've been at this same shitty job for seven years. I'm trying to find ways to not be as busy as I was a year ago. Yeah. That's how I win this yeah. job. Yeah. It's jobs are about winning and losing. Yeah. Sometimes you lose the job and sometimes you're winning at it. <laughs> So I'd found a way to really win big at this job. Yeah. You know, I could get it done in three hours and get paid for eight or nine. Yeah. But then these new guys come in and they're like, fuck it, let's go. And you're like, go where? There's, it's all in here, my friend. <laughs> and then I would point at my head. No, I would. And, but I did get caught sleeping a couple times. Usually they, I think I've talked about this on podcasts before, but they would, they found my nest one time. Like I No, had, you'd never talked about your no, nest? I had a sleep. I've never heard about I, your nest I before. Had, I had, there was like this warm place at the top of the plant and just like a little chickadee, I built like a giant sleeping nest up there <laughs> and it was all made of uh, 
old jackets. Um, <laughs> from the lost and found? Yeah, from like, the, or people would be like, I quit. And then they'd be like, <laughs> Throw their that's my down. jacket. That's a good nesting jacket. <laughs> you know, like, every time I saw somebody put a shirt on, I was like, fuck, that would be good in my nest. <laughs> I hope they quit and leave that here. I can't believe you built that's a, a nest. That's a great nesting shirt. You built it at the t- Was there like fumes up there? No, there was just like, it was all grating and it was on like the ninth floor of something, right? Yeah. But it was in an area of the plant where um, if the process started working again, like I was, I worked at a bagging. So like if the, if the bagging machine started to operate again, I could hear it whirring into action from that spot, like loud, very loudly so that it would wake me out of a, a dense sleep. (laughs) <laughs> so I would go up there and lay, into, lay in my nest. I, it was probably like 33 jackets and a couple t-shirts and a pair of gloves. And um, so, yeah, I would just lay on that and go to sleep. Did you ever lay eggs? No, I never, never, never had to protect my infants. No. And then, yeah. Oh, so I had that for about five years or something because nobody else, nobody else went up there. Oh, my God. Like it, was, it was not even a part of the process. It was just like the very tip top of a like a vessel yeah where when it started to move like when product moved I, it would got really loud up there but nobody else ever came up there there was no reason to but then i think one time there was a shutdown and they had to like remove the top of the vessel oh no so a bunch of like millwrights and welders and fitters were up there like what in the <laughs> fuck is this <laughs> and then like <laughs> the plant manager was like we got 35 fucking jackets up here. Did fuck? you say, oh, it must be a, a gerbil this, or something. It must this, be. Is, this is fucking $9,000 worth of PPE. <laughs> we got just chilling on the fucking roof. That's the most luxurious <laughs> nest I've ever heard of. It was quite a nest. Did, did, did they find it. out it was your nest? Um, they, I think they knew. Or did you just say, oh, we must have beavers. <laughs> no, <laughs> building I, dams like, well, I don't know. What the <laughs> fuck are these birds huge? <laughs> <laughs> I've been up here before sometimes doing work and, uh, these birds are fucking massive and it doesn't surprise me at all that they're lifting jackets <laughs> right out of the warehouse and pulling them up on oh the roof my God. and then, uh, making it look like a human may have slept in it <laughs> just to throw us off the scent. <laughs> But I'm not buying it. It's birds, is what I tell oh you. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, so I, I, uh, I think they knew. They didn't. They weren't like Sean. We need to talk to you. But I think like it was kind of one of those things that people just were like, it had to be Sean. It had, he's weird. He's it's the only, like, look at him. Look at him. He's got he fucking. Looks he, he looks. He always looks well. He looks like he's been nesting. <laughs> His hair is always half up. <laughs> it's fifteen. Yeah. Have you ever? Did you ever yeah. like wake up with like with pillow hey, face yeah. and be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Connexus, <laughs> right on the side of my fucking face. I like, just love working here. At I'm a team player. That's oh yeah, that's a brand. I got branded yesterday. <laughs> on my days off, I got a sweet Connexus brand. <laughs> so that was my yeah, that was my last um, foray into the workforce. Was doing that kind of shit. Sometimes when you like when you when I talk about it, I'm like that. Our post job was great. I wish I was still doing it. Like that's. But but I hated it after a while. Like once you do one job for so long, you just hate it after a while. Yeah, and even my job, like, there were some days it was hard work, right? Like, there were yeah. some days where I had to bust my ass and whatever, but, and I didn't mind. Like, I, I, I was suited to a job like that, where yeah. it was, like, a labor job, but it was, like, mindless um, check, perfect for me. Yeah. 
and monotonous check perfect repetitive yes i'm all over <laughs> that so it was just like this job of like repetitive laborious yeah motion and you know i didn't have to it was just daydream the whole shift yeah those are easy at jobs. the end of my shift i'd be like what did i do oh i did all <laughs> wow like i'd look back at what i got done like fuck i got a lot done i actually I did something i didn't remember any of that <laughs> we have to talk about when uh jim showed up in my backyard and my right. dogs love him, and so Dottie was so excited to see him. She was so excited. She went to go run back into the backyard, and I have these, like, concrete steps that you have to get in, go up to get into the backyard, and she just, like, flipped around and right head first into the concrete. I didn't see it. I just heard it, and then I looked, and she's just, like, sitting there. Like, she looks dazed, and she's, like, licking her face. I'm like, did she, was that her face? And Jim's like, yeah, she, I've never seen a dog run into a step like that before. And then she was bleeding from her lip, which she's not anymore, I don't think. But she was bleeding, and I almost started to cry. That's why I couldn't be a mom. I, like, I don't know how I... Like, have your kids ever gotten, like, hurt, like, badly? Like, um, broke a bone or a bad cut or something? Because I, I just both started crying. I was so upset. I, they really ha- I mean, luckily, my kids don't move a lot. <laughs> so the only thing they would have is, like, bed sores. <laughs> Or, you know, like... Shut up! They need to be flipped in the morning so they don't get bed sores. Like, fucking, it's the weekend, better go flip Jackson. <laughs> You're just growing butterball <laughs> yeah, turkeys? Yeah. <laughs> go flip him. Go flip the kids. Flip him and change his diaper. I flipped him yesterday. He's playing Xbox, so his diaper's probably full. <laughs> oh, my God. He won't shit when he's in the middle of a really heated contest your kids have never gone to the hospital or emergency or anything one of my kids did he fell into a table or something and yeah. he's got a little scar in the back of his yeah, head yeah, or yeah. whatever but yeah he's like the tougher one so but when that happened did not didn't you like freak out um not really no i was just like okay well well it was one of those things where um there's a difference between like if i slammed my kid's hand if in a you door, did it. i'd be like oh my god yeah. but he, i was like get away from that table get away don't go next to that table it's got it i fucking you know like so you're mad at them so yeah like because you're like i told you not, not to, go to do near it the table, yeah but no you're four years old and you think you know how the fucking world <laughs> you works stupid four-year-old i'm here to warn you about danger <laughs> if you won't listen you'll live at the fucking hospital pal this is not your last foray into the fucking dark world of bleeding <laughs> my dad once spilled hot oil all over me because I had like <laughs> <laughs> what the it was fuck so awful. For? Well, he didn't like, do it. Were you swearing? Or? No, <laughs> I was like making hash browns, and I had oil in a pan, and uh, I went, I ran downstairs to get hash browns from the deep freeze, and I came up, and the pan was smoking, and my dad didn't realize there was oil. He didn't think there was oil in it, so he goes, he's like, you can't leave pants on the blah blah blah, and he pulls it off, and the, all the oil fell onto my foot, and I. I don't think I've had that much pain in my life ever. A burn, and it was like, I had to have my foot in, in cold water, or it felt like it was on fire. My dad, like, and I was not small. He picked me up and uh, threw me in the bathtub and, like, put cold water on it. But, like, my brother was in the living room, and he's like, I heard you scream, and I thought he, like, was stabbing you or something because it was such a horrible scream. And did your dad feel bad that he Oh, apologized? yeah, he felt yeah. so bad about it. I think I did. I think I got a lot of ice cream and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> but oh. my foot was disgusting. It was like it had a huge blister. Oh. Like literally the whole top of my foot was a blister. Yeah. And I was supposed to have it all covered. And I'm like 
it's summer. I'm like out running around in sandals, getting dirt in it, and stuff. Oh, <laughs> like a fucking oh, idiot. But that was yeah. That was that was probably my worst injury. Hey, are you supposed to pop an oil blister at the park? <laughs> hey, Dad, look, oh. it's oil and sand. I don't think I would ever want to get. I don't like. I don't think I'd ever want to get burnt again. Like burning alive seems like the worst. I know, like they say, like if you burn alive, you're like oh. you just pass out eventually because your body goes into shock. But eventually, oh my god, though, like, the pain of a burn. Like just think of a little tiny burn when you get one, but like your whole a whole part of your body. Ugh, it was the worst. And nobody gets a burn and looks better. Mm-mm. You know, that's the worst part about burns. Is <laughs> luckily it was never, my foot. It's never an improvement. That's what I've. I don't noticed. even think I have a scar. I've only been on a couple of burn units, but I would say every one of them looked better before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. That's the worst part about getting burned. Nobody gets oh. burnt. I mean, I might be the first person in the world that could fucking be in a fire and afterwards people are like, fuck, he doesn't he look looks that bad. Good. He doesn't look too bad now. Look at that fire burnt Have off some of that. post-condo fire? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I don't know, he's the only guy, his face was so gross before. Oh my God. That he looks better melted. There's no <laughs> reason for it. I think God intervened to give this burn unit guy some puss. Oh my God. <laughs> There's no way I would ever want to work in a burn unit. You've, like, just having to... Oh, of course to, you wouldn't. To skin graft nobody... people? Like, you have to scrape skin off. Really? That's what skin grafting is when they, like, oh, they scrape yeah. it off. Yeah. They scrape it off your body and, like, because they have... Ugh. Yeah, butt skin and stuff. I remember I had a... I had a... My kindergarten teacher had, like, a piece of... It looked like a piece of different colored skin here because she had, like, a biopsy or something and they just took a piece of skin from somewhere else and glued it in. <laughs> but you could tell it was different skin. That's not your skin. <laughs> it was her skin. It was just her ass skin. Like, oh, no, that's for my ass. <laughs> what? You have ass on your face? Yeah. My cheek's mostly ass. Okay. So if I punch you, it'll be kind of kinky. <laughs> Spank me. <laughs> Spank me in the face, you fucking freak. No, I wouldn't want to be burned. Oh, no. I would. I don't know if I'd rather drown or burn. Huh. That's a tough one. Drown or Drowning burn? seems like you would panic drowning. so hard, but I hear that, like, I don't know if you drowning so? would be better. Drown, the gym thinks drowning wouldn't be that bad because well, yeah. once you're, you know. If you burn, you'd be there sizzling. And the, that's the thing, too, is when you drown, you're drowned. You're yeah. dead. Yeah. But think about how many people are in the burn unit who are like, I thought I was going to die, and then I, I just remained it. in agony for 83 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> So I thought when I, when I laid down in the middle of that fire next to my dog, I, I thought I was dead. Turns out, nope, sixty-three years of fucking full-on agony. agony. Oh my god! I wake up and the cream's dried to my skin, and I can barely fucking move oh without crying. God. Until someone reapplies it to most of my body, and then I can get up and have cereal, and then go back go to back bed. Go back to bed. <laughs> but drowning is drowning. You know, you don't wake up in a hospital bed like you drowned. Yeah. So, Basically, you're fucked. <laughs> you're just going to lay here being blue and your lungs are 90% filled with liquid, but you're fine other than that. <laughs> oh, my other God. That, you're doing pretty good. Well, I thought when you drown, you die. No, this is one of those weird No, ones. you were just floating and it was... You're in the drown unit. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only the one. Of, welcome to the U of A's new wing called the drown, the drown unit. unit. <laughs> Where... We find people who've been underwater a long time, but are still alive. <laughs> You've got a third-degree drowning. 
<laughs> which means that your lungs are pruny skin. <laughs> you just got prune skin. You're a giant prune with the lungs mostly filled with liquid, and it'll never go away. <laughs> the drown unit. You oh can't even God. go up one step anymore. <laughs> You're going to be confined to a wheelchair, but oh uh, you'll be fine other than that. Down here at the drown unit, we do some great, great lung grafting work, and uh, we'll get you some thicker lungs. I don't know if I want to die tragically or like just normally. Mm, I don't know. Do you? Yeah, I, I would want to die like a martyr or something. You know, like like you want to be died. murdered? No, like a martyr, like trying to blow up a five G network, and then people oh. can be like, yeah. <laughs> Sean yeah. stuck it to the man. Yeah, Mission Impossible, no Sean. No 5G in our neighborhood anymore. That's why the Wi-Fi is so slow. <laughs> We're the only neighborhood that doesn't have 5G. Because that piece of shit, Sean LaCoffer, <laughs> blew our 5G network to smithereens with his body. I was watching this documentary about Ted Bundy, uh, and it was actually an interesting documentary because it's more. it focuses more on the women that he killed. Because everybody focuses on Ted Bundy and, and, the, and the, like, but... It's kind of weird because the time that he was killing women was right when women were actually starting. The feminist movement was just starting. So women were like, oh, I can be, I can go out for walks by myself. I can go do this by myself. I can go live by myself. I can go, I don't need to have a man. And then, then this fucking dick starts going around and murdering women that are by themselves. And yeah. like just taking the feminist movement back. And it's a, a very interesting perspective of a documentary. Straight up capitalism. capitalism. <laughs> Supply and demand. <laughs> The supply increased. There's way too many women out here with big mouths. We gotta get rid of some of them. We gotta tail them out here. <laughs> and Ted Bundy was a fr- like. It, that's the thing that it's always a pussy. Like they're always killing women, right? It's like you don't see too many guys going around killing a whole bunch of other guys. Yeah, right? just Jeffrey Dahmer. It's always the big. And I'm not saying like women are you know. Like, no. I'm just saying like it. It just shows you how fucking cowardly. All of these mass murderers. And they talk about, like, in the documentary, how women are more susceptible to it because women are more likely to help. Like, women are more likely to be nice and, like, to do something if you see someone on the side of the... Like, oh, you want to help this person? Because it's just, like, an instinct that women have that men don't really have usually. Yeah, like, like, if I saw Ted Bundy on the street and he was, like, you know, first of all, I wouldn't be sexually attracted to him. (laughs) Come on! So some of the women were like, oh, he's kind of cute. Yeah. And, oh, that cute guy on crutches dropped his butt. Yeah. I would be like, that man on crutches. What if it was a cute girl? His <laughs> That's too bad for that man. <laughs> what if it was a cute girl that dropped her books? Well, then I was like, there's no chance she's going to kill me. Do you think you could be lured by a hot woman? Yeah, she would. Jim was like, immediately, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, she you could kill be lured. Me, but she wouldn't want to kill me. It would just kill me. What if she did? What if she did want to kill him? You like, could yeah, be lured. For sure you could. Yeah. yeah. We could all be lured. Let's be honest. Yeah, we could yeah. all be lured. You're right. Yeah, you put enough, you put enough worms on the hook. <laughs> I'll be in the boat in a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be in a boat. I'll be laying on a boat. <laughs> Fish death is the worst death, though. Fish death? Fish death is the worst death. There's no worse animal death than fish death. What do you mean, fish death? Like how they you die? Mean fish death. When we're, they're we like, them? oh my god, a beautiful meal. Yes, that and is then, true. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There's a spike through my mouth. And then I you're w- like, I'm going to try to get back to my kids. <laughs> I just want to say goodbye. Oh, I just want to say goodbye to my kids. Can and you- then the guy's like, some kid on a boat's like, <sighs> like I just want to say goodbye to my kids. Uh, you know? And then this fish just but wants they- to fucking get back 
to where his family is, just yeah. to say one last goodbye. I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry. I was hungry. Vivian, I know you told me not to eat the red <laughs> ones, <laughs> but you know, you know me, Vivian. I always I'm a sucker ones. for the red one. I'm a sucker for the red. Like bit the red thing, just like you told me not to. I bet you sometimes they come home and they've slowly. got a hole in their cheek, and Vivian's like, "You fucking idiot!" I fucking told. I told that you. Fucking rainbow one is a human. He's like, they caught me, but they threw me back this time. They're like, this time, but oh next time God. they're gonna eat you. And you can't go back to your family because it's like they didn't even want to eat. Like that. That's a good way to get out of like, why didn't they a family. Eat my dad? That's a, I bet you that's a lot of da- fish yeah, dads leave that way. Fish oh, he must have got get caught. Yeah. <laughs> he must have got caught. Oh no, he just leaves. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't make his fucking child support payments. He's got 180 kids. <laughs> All from different fish, which is sick. <laughs> How come nobody says guy fish or fucking sluts? <laughs> <laughs> it's always the girl fish. Just because I had 180 slut. fish makes me a slut. The, the all C-section. The pussy's still fine. <laughs> I got a perp. You know my fish pussy? I got the best fish pussy. You got a pretty tight fish pussy. Smells like human. <laughs> <laughs> No, this, uh, I was caught in a boat and he cut me open and all my kids came out. And, and then they, they put my kids on a cracker. C-section. They put my kids uh, on some sushi. Yeah, but anyway, I've got a bunch of other ones. I wonder if animals, like, talk about humans like these fucking <laughs> monsters. Well, they're dumb because, like, you know, like we were talking before the podcast where you were like, oh, the coyotes are more afraid of us than we are of them. And I'm like, how dumb are they that they think a bunch of people eating hamburgers are frightening? <laughs> yeah. You know, like th- that's where we do owe it to the gun losers. Yeah. Because the gun losers over the course of a couple centuries of guns have made animals afraid of humans because of a machine that 1% of us have. Or a bow and arrow. My brother bow hunts. My brother right. killed a moose, a 1,600 pound moose with an arrow, with one arrow. Oliver McGee did that. Really? <laughs> it was. Well, crazy. the arrow did that. <laughs> the arrow did it. Uh, Let's be honest. But Oliver shot it. it. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't beat a bear to death. No, he did not beat a bear. But, like, that's... Yeah, I, I think that if... I would do, like, more suicide hunting. You know, suicide hunting? No. That'd be kind of a What's fun thing. What's suicide hunting? Where you just... You, you're, you're strapped with dynamite, <laughs> and then you go and hug a bear and pull the ring. Oh, I thought it. you meant you just go and... <laughs> just fucking pop! You and a giant grizzly just explode, you know? I thought you meant you just go and <laughs> tell a deer they're worthless and wait for the deer it's, to shoot themselves. It's, it's, <laughs> bow season's over, but suicide hunting, uh, they got two weeks, those freaks. <laughs> Those freaks get two weeks to try to tag a grizzly with shrapnel. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Suicide hunting. Suicide hunting would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the freakiest type of hunt. Everybody's strapped with dynamite wearing camouflage. <laughs> the other guy holds the fucking controller. Like you're still, you know, you're trying to bait them and you're making dumb noises to get them to come close to you. Because that would be impressive to see, right? A person hug a bear? A human runs up to a grizzly bear and then, bop, they both explode. (laughs) Like, that would be a fucking cool video. Yeah, Yeah, but then what? (laughs) You just have an exploded bear. You don't have anything. No, I know, but, like, some of the flesh could be taken back and mounted, right? Like, there'd probably be, like, a half a paw. That's Blake for bear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have, like, what's that on your desk? Oh, that's uh, 17 parts of a grizzly bear, right? (laughs) <laughs> Suicidal friend of mine next to you to bear for me. <laughs> uh, you can pay for it at this fucking safari up in uh, 
Jungle Creek. <laughs> they just get the depressed people to go up. <laughs> yeah, like, bow! <laughs> <laughs> Do you think animals commit suicide? That's an interesting question. Because I had a friend that said that they thought their dog committed suicide because it hung itself. What? It got, like, caught in the garage door. And it hung itself? Really? And they went right down Suicide Road, did they? Well, when hangings happen, you always assume it was a suicide. I don't think... I know. (laughs) Did he leave, like, a note or... (laughs) Just a fucking paw print on a... Yeah. It's not your fault. I can't do this anymore. That's very fine print. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he dipped one of his claws into some ink (laughs) and wrote us a suicide note. Because there's those fish that jump into boats. Those must be suicidal fish. Yes, Haven't so. you ever seen those fish that like come in and like jump into the boats? No, that's their baptism. Like they come out of the water. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how they. And then come, they die. One with Christ. Uh, so it was probably yeah one of those things where they were like evangelical fish. <laughs> yeah. And they just jump out of the water and then they touch the sun and that's Christ and then they jump back in the water and now they're a Christian fish. <laughs> Christian fish. I was watching the new version of The Stand. You know, the Stephen King. Oh, yeah. There's a new one on Amazon. I forgot how, like, churchy it is and preachy. It's very, it's like, I don't think many of his books are very preachy and about religion, but this one is very about Jesus and the devil. The devil. That's what I've started noticing about the, like, the conspiracy stuff is how much of it is spiritual. Yeah. Like, I think we were talking about it on the last podcast before we got, like, rudely glitched. (laughs) By your laptop. Well, remember because I was talking about like conspiracy theorists and how I was listening to a podcast about a, a, a scientist who'd done studies on it. Yeah. And he said that, you know, there are two types of thinkers. There's like rational thinkers and intuitive thinkers. And ra- like, so trauma comes into your life. Something traumatic happens and you become anxious. And yeah. then there's two types of ways to figure out how to become less anxious. And one is to try to consult experts and figure out exactly what's going on here. And then others, uh, intuitive thinkers go towards their emotional spiritual side where they like try to look for symbols or signs or they try to connect one event to another event rather than like just see you know what the experts say yeah and the interviewer was like well how can we find out if we're like a rational thinker or an intuitive thinker and he's like well there's there's a few questions so one of the questions what and i'll ask you was um what would you rather do stab uh a picture of your family 10 times with a knife or put your hand in a bucket of cockroaches for 30 seconds i would rather stop my family it's just a picture right so you're a rational thinker okay like would you rather and the other question is would you rather sleep in uh, a rapist's pajamas <laughs> or sleep on a wet bed sleep in a rapist's pajamas okay so you're <laughs> irrational again and then would you rather sleep in like a luxurious home uh, where a family was murdered, or would you rather sleep on a park bench for in, one night? In the home where people were murdered. Right. Okay. So <laughs> Just because that'd be you're, fun. So you're totally not really an intuitive thinker. So that means because I'm not some people a conspiracy. Are like, you know, because even Jim, like, you could see that he was sort of torn on the picture thing, right? <laughs> so most of us are, like, a combination of rational or intuitive, where as soon as somebody says, like, um, would you rather stab a picture of your family ten times, you're thinking... Well, no, I'm not going to do that. Whatever your next thing is, I'll take that. Thank you very much. And then they say, like, a bucket of cockroaches for 30 seconds. And you might even think, okay, like, okay, I'll do the cockroaches because I don't want to jinx my family by stabbing them. Oh, yeah. But then when somebody actually presents you with the cockroaches and the bucket, that's when you go, Uh, you know what, it is just a piece of paper. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not really, 
but that's the intuitive thinker is you're thinking in terms of like if I stab a picture of my family and then like a year later one of my kids gets sick or my wife dies I'm always going to think yeah. it was because it, I stabbed, I stabbed that, that picture picture right yeah. so it's like there's this spiritual sort of like karma yeah and so if you look at what a conspiracy theorist is it's generally somebody who's looking for symbols looking for connections you know they reject expertise because it's all bought and paid for but it's not really like they're not crazy they just have this different way of viewing the world of like you know somebody shows them like 18 triangles and they're like that's 9-11 that's the elites sending messages to each other mess secret messages we're not supposed to pick up on like you know you just have an emotional response and that's how you reduce your stress level but it's not it's not like they're nuts. It's like they're you just... need to be able to explain why something happened, and you can't just be like, well, it just happened. Yeah. You have to have an explanation as to why it happened. Right. And the experts have uh, an explanation that is usually not very satisfying emotionally. Yeah. It's usually like a very sort of, well, here you go, and it's a black and white, and it's not very enticing, and it's not a great story. And you're just like, well, that's dumb. Yeah. If that's real. Well, that's why, I mean, people that believe in the Bible, they need fancy stories to explain every why we have grass and why we have this they need like an actual story to to justify why everything happens in the world and, and it's all, yeah it's, it's also like i look at it as like sort of a return to medieval times like you know there there's a certain type of person that doesn't really like modernity they don't really like like the fact that there's so many planets like it's yeah. like it makes you feel like every time there's a new advancement it sort of makes humans feel more insignificant and a lot of people are sort of like, well, I don't want to feel insignificant. Like, I want to feel special. And so you you start to make your world smaller and you go back hundreds of years and you're more of an intuitive, spiritual, symbolic thinker. Like, that's where Flat Earth comes from. Is like, let's go back to medieval times when we were in a fucking dome. And it was just flat and we were all special. There wasn't that many of us and we were everything in the universe. And so that made us inherently special. And like, you know, all these hundreds of years of learning is just sucks because it just makes me feel like a piece of shit. Like I'm an like idiot. I'm yeah. An, I'm a, just an insignificant piece of dust. Yeah. So yeah, there is. And like, what does a conspiracy theory do? The first thing it makes you do is feel like you're part of a special club. Like it's a sense of community and it makes you feel like I'm smarter than these other people Yeah. that aren't woke. And like, you don't see be... like a lot of super young like you don't see a lot of conspiracy theorists in their 20s it's always you're in your 30s 40s 50s 60s when you're starting to feel more insignificant in the world the older you get the less you feel like you belong in the world like the you feel more useless the older you get and you start to become a more intuitive symbolic thinker because you start to say like what am i what happens after you're dead like when you're young you you can just think about your life is your life yeah you're not really thinking about it when you're 50 60 70 you're like and, every, and everybody who's 30 years younger than you seems crazy. Like, the world seems, the world seems crazy. Like, that's going to happen to us, too. Like, when we're 70 years old and we live that long, we're going to be like, 30 years old. Yeah. Us are doing be like, they're fucking crazy. Yeah. They've just gone crazy. I'm already looking at kids that way. kids are crazy. Well, because we like to look at, like, Gen Z or whatever and be like, ah, oh, these guys are just trying to cancel everybody. Yeah. And they're like, we're not trying to cancel everybody, just you. We're just trying to correct all your... No, it's like... But I, I see, like, people, like, I feel like the boomers and all that stuff, they're, like, they're just trying to cancel us because... But they're, and then the younger kids are like, no, we're just trying to fix all the stuff you fucked up for us to now... Now we live in this world where a home is a million dollars and all this other yeah. stuff. 
And so well, that's, but I mean, everybody is going to be defensive when they feel attacked. That's yeah. just reality. Right? Oh, totally, so, like, yeah. If you're like a 90s comic yeah. or whatever, and you're trying to keep doing your jokes, and people are like, you can't do that anymore, there is this sense of like, well, how about I can do it? And then you, you know, like, so the, like the idea that like young people are like, no, we're just trying to make things better. It's like, well, yeah, but you're still trying to change. Like I saw this bumper sticker today and I'm like, you know, 20 years ago, that would have been no problem. And now, and it should be a problem. Like there's certain things that are like, I was driving here and there's a guy with a bumper sticker that said, only gay cops give me tickets. Are you, someone actually has that on their yeah. car? Only gay, and I was like, that would be like a joke you could tell uh, rich that you own a helicopter fuck those are the ones where when they come out of the sky you're like mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? that's why i wouldn't want to be a helicopter pilot because you know you could crash like, yeah you've usually got a bunch of people in the helicopter and you're like hey everybody we're in a helicopter this and is they're Kobe like, Bryant. Wow. yeah and then you're up there and your job is to be like everything's fine folks <laughs> everything like so no matter what happens like you're in a cloud or there's turbulence or like you go you know you, you just turn around yeah. immediately like it's all good everybody <laughs> first time on a helicopter i've got a lot of experience we are absolutely fine folks and give them the little girl who's like scared a thumbs up like we're good little lady you know but then all of a sudden something tragic is happening yeah and you're like well sorry we're we're about to die fucked. <laughs> like you look back and you're like everybody i'm not gonna lie to you we're fucking we're not having toast. a good time thumbs down Little girl, I don't blame you for crying. Because that mountain is close. And we can't pull up. Oh, my God. I watched that. This morning I watched that. There's a documentary on Netflix about the school scandal. The whole, like, the rich people that were paying for their kids to get into schools and stuff. It is insane what this guy did. And it got away with it. Like, he, he was just, like, he would say that these kids were on a rowing team. And they would never have to go. They would just say they were on the team but they never went to the thing and that's and then they donate like a million dollars to the school and they're like oh good your kid gets into this school that's highly competitive and then they make this point that there's like there are thousands of colleges in america but everybody wants to get into these like elite seven because it's such a big deal to get into these and when you're rich you need to you need to look like you you're it's a status thing my daughter's in yale yeah yeah and so he was like bribing the stanford uh rowing team guy but you feel so bad for this rowing team guy because he literally is just the dumbest guy ever he's just an idiot like oh so it wasn't like it wasn't 
have done through because my my assumption was always that it went like through the university. The university was on board. No, he went they were through. Like, oh yeah, we're all winners. Like they give us a million dollars for a new library and like we'll let. He their went through sports care. teams. He went through because he was a coach, and that's what holy shit years so ago. So he, he went through. The, he would pay the coach. Yeah, off he would pay the like, sports. Oh yeah, people. that girl. And then the head because of the, the because the university like, can't row. No, because that's who he'd get. He's get he'd get the sports people. So they'd oh, be like okay. they'd be like. They didn't even look the at these the applications. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even look at the applications. They're just like, "Oh no, we want this kid because they're a good rower. We want them on a row team." And they're like, "Okay, put them in." But it was like, so this poor guy who was the coach, he was he was taking donations, but he was literally like, "Oh, I can't believe this guy's donating five hundred thousand. We rowing never gets this much money. This is awesome." And then they were like, "You're doing so good at fundraising and all this stuff." And he didn't even put it together that he was being bribed or anything. Mm. And it, but Do no, you, you watch yeah, this guy and you're just I'll like, this guy is just, some of them you're like, no, this person was corrupt and they were taking, knowingly taking bribes. But this guy just seems so like innocently dumb. Just was like, I just wanted money for the row team. And he never pocketed that money. He was the only one out of all of them that never was like, oh no, it's going directly. He always gave it to the school to go to the row team. God. But then he still asshole. he still got jail time. Well, and the, the, because well, because he was taking bribes. And I mean, if you're a judge or a jury, yeah. you're like, dude, you put her on the row team, and she never rode five hundred grand. Yeah, she couldn't row. You never went out and saw her row, and you never were like, what's going on Somebody here? Somebody approached you and said, she this bitch can row. Yeah, and you were like. I don't know if she can row. Yeah. You're like, well, I got 500,000 reasons why she can row. Yeah. And you're like, that's a lot of reasons. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Bring her on board. And the guy's like, that guy's an idiot. Like, I didn't even say dollars. I just 500,000 reasons. And he went for it. And then he gets a check for 500,000. Like, wow. That's the lady from that show. <laughs> house girl wow the full house hot lady <laughs> and her daughter gave us a lot of money she must love rowing and the best part about that documentary too is they talk about her daughters and, and like then the daughter never went rowing the daughter like so this guy who didn't know any better yeah was like how come that girl isn't here yeah but the thing that pisses <laughs> that pissed so many people off is like these kids like her daughter was like a youtuber right and she was like even Going on YouTube, being like, I hate school. I don't want to go to school. But but I but I should be grateful. We should be grateful that we can get an education. But I hate it. And there's like these kids that like are come from like nothing that just want to get into school that get rejected because they don't have money. And like these this dumb idiot that is not smart gets in because their parents. But again, like that's sort of like you know we have to have some sympathy for. Like, kids that were raised with a lot of money are just going to be psychologically different oh, from us. Absolutely. Like, they're just going to be different human beings. Yeah. Like, and it's not really their fault. Like, this girl, like, she's always been given everything. So, for her, Yale isn't a big deal. She yeah. had a fucking Corvette when she was 16. Like, yeah. everything she ever asked for was hers. She lived in a mansion. She went on vacations eight times a year. Yeah. So, to her, being at Yale was a drag. Totally. Like, it's like, fuck, I'm not even in Disneyland for a month anymore. You do feel kind of bad for the kids, but you also are like, uh, but some of the parents, like, because the documentary, what they do is they take um, transcripts because they had his phone tapped. I can't remember the name of the guy already. They had his phone tapped and they're just talking away. And so they, they reenact all these calls. They have actors that are playing these people. And uh, <laughs> it's like this one woman is like, 
they, so she has two daughters and they do it for one daughter and then they're like she's like but what do I do my second daughter is actually smart like she's gonna ask questions she's gonna be like why do I have to go here to take this test like why do I have to like because what they were doing my is they other were, daughter's smart yeah she was literally <laughs> saying that she's like she's not like my other daughter like the one that's dumb she's the gonna ask questions she's gonna like, ask okay, questions where do you go to test for Yale yeah Oh, you just go to this gym and press a button. And they literally oh, did had to get in. They had a guy that was taking. So they'd bring these kids to this place and then they would do the test. So the kids thought I just did this test. And then they'd come out and be like, I'm an idiot. I failed that test. I failed that test. And then they'd have this guy come in and go in and change all the answers to the to make it look better. And then they'd get this school like, holy shit, I did better than I thought. So the kids, I love li- the kids literally were like, holy shit. Wow. Look at me. I can't believe I got in this school. But they had no idea what their parents were doing. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Like, it's like your parents love you that much that they want you to get in, or they're just like, they mm. think you're that stupid yeah, that you can't do it ego, on your own. It's an ego status yeah. thing for them. Like, you know, they they live surrounded by other people whose kids went to Yale. Yeah. Oh, he just he just graduated Yale, and he's yeah. He got an offer from this firm for one point five million a year, but he's not sure if he wants to move to San Diego yet. <laughs> and they say it's and so like, competitive. Fuck. Like it's so competitive now. Like there's not a, a lot of spots, and and all these parents are like, well, I didn't go to Yale, but this is my opportunity to go to Yale. My kid goes to Yale, right? Like, so th- that's what the whole thing is, is these parents just sure. want. And we can afford it. Yeah. Most of the world can't afford, like, whatever it is, like, probably, a, what I mean, I don't even know. I'm assuming it's, like, 75000 a year yeah. to go oh, to. Oh, at, like, no, like, at least. At yeah, least. Probably, probably yeah. more six figures. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Plus, probably, like, your, like, Boarding yeah. and everything. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a quarter of a million dollars a year yeah. to go to Harvard or something. And these people, and that's nothing. To these, that's what's so insane is that is nothing to these people. Like, there's a, they're having a conversation where he's like, telling the guy, "Oh, you got to come to Paris. We're having a uh, a celebration. I rented out Versailles. This guy just rents out Versailles for a party. Like, I don't know. I just like to think. And there are quite a few people in this world that are that rich. It's insane yeah. to think that there are people everywhere that are that. <laughs> my dog's attacking Oh, my Jim. God. He didn't Eugene. like that. He's like, I saw what you did to Dottie. <laughs> I saw you make her bleed. She bled her Dottie own bleed. blood. But, yeah, no, uh, we're going to get rich, so I'm so going to do wait, this. wait a minute. We found out, did we not, that that lady who was a pedophile at Fort McMurray is actually a friend of yours on Facebook? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's fucking weird because, like, you were like, look yeah, her I'm up. Yeah, I'm like, check her out. You got to look I her up. And I looked it up. And I, friends. <laughs> it says we're friends. Friends. I'm like, who is this woman? Guilt by association. That means that she probably saw me do comedy, right? That's what it is. Yeah, a pedophile saw you do oh comedy and thought, God. I'm going to friend that bitch. Mm, we I seem better. like we have a lot in common. I go, I dare to. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And you said yes. Uh, I, I, She's right. Boyfriends are the worst. <laughs> I don't know probably about 90% of the people on my Facebook. I have no idea who they are. It's, yeah. yeah. And, like, well. I just, I'll come... I have friends, like, I have friend requests, they're just sitting there, but I'm like, I don't know who this person is, and we have nothing in common, it's just, like, who is this person, and, and when you think like, about it, you're like, this person has access to, like, all my thoughts, so I, I barely go on Facebook anymore, like, I, or social media, I'm not very much on it, but I was on it all the time, and now I'm just like, I was just getting too much stuff that would, it was just ruining my day every day, like, I yeah. have, I get one comment, and I'm like, that's ruined my day. I get one person being a dick. I'm like, well, that's ruined my day. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why do I? Yeah, we, we, we're like, it, it's like we're, you know, m- when my grandma was still alive, like she would like read the obituaries and be all sad. And we'd be like, yeah. don't read that shit. Don't read what it. What are you doing? 
And Facebook and Twitter are just like giant obituaries. Obituary. Like you <laughs> Bad log news on all the time. And somebody's dead. Yeah. Either somebody you knew personally or somebody you admired or like some you're like, Oh fuck, that guy's dead. Yeah. God damn. And then you spend the rest of your day thinking about fuck that guy died. Yeah. Or it's a prank. Yeah. Yeah, or the guy's not dead. Yeah, they it's a who celebrity who didn't die. They were like, saying oh, thank that. God, uh, thank God, that little guy didn't die. What's his name? They thought there was a on Twitter. There was a. They said, "What's his name?" From High School Musical, Zac Efron. People were spreading around that Zac Efron was dead. Zac Efron. Oh my God! I'm gonna miss his penis. <laughs> <laughs> his penis was the best part of him. <laughs> He's pretty short. I don't know if he'd have a big penis. Uh, who know? I don't know. I don't know if height is anything. Is height an indicator? I don't know. Probably would may I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Sean, just, Sean gets uncomfortable when we start talking know. about penis. We size. shouldn't talk about it. Don't speak ill of the dead's dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't speak ill of the dick. <laughs> don't speak ill of the dick, Kathleen. <laughs> but yeah, there was like there was an Edmonton comedian who passed away recently, right? Yeah, Jamie Kerr. He was like really he was like a nice guy. He was like uh uh, he did every contest, and he'd always like kill in the first round, like just destroy, oh, yeah. and always do so well. And then he'd come in, and he'd, he'd come to the next round, and he'd be like, "I don't know what happened." Yeah, he was like vulgar. He was like vulgar and yeah, sweet. Like... But he was vulgar and sweet. Yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like there was like a sweetness to him, and like because you you can't. And he looked like, like Bobby Hill. Like that was one yeah, of his jokes. You can't like just Bobby be Hill. vulgar. Like you, there has to be like. Says what said whatever he wanted to say. Yeah, but he did it in like a sweet sort of way where people were like, oh, "Okay, he's just joking," you know. Like, yeah, and he was fun to watch. Like he was he's just harmless. like fucking destroy. You're like, oh, it's a preliminary comedy contest. You're going after James Kerr. Yeah, be like, shit. Yeah. No, I'm gonna bomb. He's gonna do great. I'm gonna bomb, and that's exactly what would happen. You know what else is interesting about this death is that uh, our producer's name is Jim Kerr. Right. <laughs> so people right. were like, Jim Kerr died. Oh boy! <laughs> Thank God. That's what's gonna happen to me when uh, Kathleen, uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Madigan. No, not Madigan. Kathleen Christine McGee from Mattress Mattress or whatever dies. That's yeah, when she, when I die before Sean Majumder, he's gonna get one yeah. message. <laughs> when I die of a heart attack in two years, and Sean Majumder leaves me a ripped eighty-four-year-old. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite stories. Where you're people at work were like we're going to see you at the dow center tonight and you're like that's fuck? sean majumner like, oh he was way better than you like yeah no it was like there there yeah there have been a couple times where people have come to see me and they but they came to see sean majumner but they thought like holy fuck sean lejumbler is in is in manning alberta hey we wow. he, sean majumner came out to my show at the Rosen Ground. Don't you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> He was that. like, what am I doing? Well, and somebody was racist. Really? Yeah. I don't remember, remember that, that part. Because like, I was working with Sean Majumbler yeah. that weekend. Yeah, that must have been confusing. <laughs> the, brown, the brown funny one and the white one who isn't very good. It's not hard to differentiate. They have similar names, but everything else is not the same at all. completely different. Funny, not funny. Brown, white. What happened? Oh, maybe yes. Yeah, I we kinda... worked together at Young Young's. And then we went to Rosencrown. And had... then you were already there, I think. Oh, yeah. You, you, I think like, you brought okay, him there. Yeah, I was like, because he loves the stage. Yeah. He loves, he's, he's not built. He's definitely one of those comics that will come and do open do mics. Comedy. Yeah. So, like, we were. I was like, oh, there's this other show that Kathleen McGee runs, and he probably knew you. And yeah. And like, oh, cool. And then he came to do a spot, and um, it was one of those weird disconnects where, like, he's well-known. Yeah. And but in North Edmonton. But in North bar. Edmonton he's a yeah. brown guy. Yeah. 
Like, so, you know, usually when there's an open mic and then all of a sudden the eighth spot is Sean Majumder, people are like, Jesus Christ, like Sean Majumder's an holy fuck. Yeah. Um, so then he walks on stage and it's just a North End Edmonton crowd that, you know, if he was on television, they change the channel immediately. Yeah. Because it's not a white person talking. Yeah. And he goes up. Starts telling jokes, and somebody in the front row was like, "Go drive a cab." Oh my god, I totally I forgot like, about that. Oh my Ugh. fuck! Like I brought it's him. So here. embarrassing. I drove him 15 minutes away from Yuck Yucks to come and be racially taunted <laughs> at this bar in Edmonton. He and was he, so nice, though. He was so nice. Oh yeah, even yeah. that situation he dealt with. Like, okay, um, really? Like yeah. that just happened? And then the guy's like, "Yep, go drive a cab," and he was like, "Okay." And then the crowd was just kind of like quiet. And he's yeah. like, all right, well, good night. You yeah. Know, like, I'm not going to continue that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. That was awful. And and then I'm like, why? how did I not know that was going to happen? Well, you know? but you don't, even still, you don't think someone's going to be that fucking awful in and, a crowd. And like, that's the thing about like Alberta flavored racism. It's, it's, it's done in a way that they think is funny. Like legitimately, yeah. this guy was like, thought it was funny to say yeah. like, you're brown and brown people drive cabs. And then he leaves Alberta and he's like, Alberta's awful. It's racist. I got ro- racially profiled on yeah, stage. And then we look like assholes. All of us. Yeah. We get this terrible reputation because of one fucking dumb idiot that's from North Edmonton. That's a and thinks loser. It's funny. Like he literally thought, yeah. like, oh, this will induce laughter. Like people will start laughing. He probably also thought that Sean Majumder would have thought it was funny. I guarantee you in his pea brain, yeah. he was like, oh, oh he's going to do this. This guy's going to like this. He's going to like this. Here, you can, you can, he's going to, he's going to work with this one. There's something he can work with. Oh yeah. Well, he didn't even work with it. <laughs> this fucking guy's supposed to be a pro. I <laughs> launch a racial insult at him. Can't even work with he it. Can't even fucking roll with it. Nope. He's roll not. with a racist punch. <laughs> Learn to roll with a racist punch. I get that though. Fucking. Like with about like vagina stuff. Like, yeah, I had one guy after a show. I used to have that joke about, uh, when something's itchy, it means it's growing. And I said, well, my vagina must be huge or something. I don't know. Terrible joke. But, uh, after the show, this old man came up to me and he goes, let's get a look at that big vagina. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the bar it was in. I'll never forget. I will never forget. I'm, let's take a peek at that big vagina. It was the weirdest thing to say. It was just the way he said it. And I'm just like, uh, I was so, t- I'm like, what? Ugh. Like, it's just some of the people when they come up to you after show and they say something to you, you're just like, what's going through your head? Like, you literally. You didn't show it to him. I did not oh, show it to I him. Yeah, hey, sir, let's. You I'll, said it was big. Can we please go do this in the bathroom? Let's make it a little private. Yeah. Handicap. No. <laughs> I'll meet you in the handicap bathroom in 10 minutes. I just can't even, like, sometimes people, and and even, like, the people that will come up to you and say, like, a super sexist joke and think you're going to, or, like, because I talk about sex on stage immediately, like, oh, you better suck my dick. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just like people like don't even think I don't think sometimes. Yeah. Well, you don't realize like you're turning a lot of losers on. Well, when sometimes I tell like, that joke. I'll be like, uh, well, I'll be like, <laughs> this is, I'm like, some of you guys are in the audience and you have a boner and you don't know why. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I mean, it is, weird. it is like more difficult for women. Obviously, like, I mean, even when I worked with Nikki Glaser in Calgary, like, yeah. She's just trying to tell jokes, but she's also like, a, like kind of good we- weirdly hot. Like yeah, she's, ex- ex- you know, you're like, holy fuck, is that is she ever? Hot? Well, and the, and people are like, well, she's she's hot, so she must be funny, but she's super funny. Like she yeah. is a very funny, but very ha- but like good you're writer. Like half of the crowd, yeah, like the male half of the crowd was just like, fuck, is she hot? Like it was like they weren't even hearing what she was saying. Like yeah. the women were laughing, but like the guys were like, fuck, is she hot? Yeah, 
I don't really care what she's talking about. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what it happens all the time for girls. When we get, a, like, a, that's the one thing I will say about, like, white male comics is you never have walked on stage and nobody in the crowd has ever gone, like, oh, here we go. Nobody, that's never happened to you. And you'll always have, like, them thinking when you walk on stage that you're funny. You never have to prove that you're funny. But as a woman, you have to immediately prove that you're funny. Yeah, I think, like, well, now it depends where you go, right? Like, if I was doing a show in Vancouver and I was the fourth white male to go on stage, like, like the next time a woman came on stage, they would say, like, oh, the white male parade's over. Yeah, and yeah, people yeah. would clap or whatever. Like, so you do – but if, you, if I'm in a small town or whatever, they're yeah. not, like – a white guy I don't know if he's going to be any good but like, even still even even with how progressive people are it's just ingrained in their head that automatically a guy will be funny and then we'll see if she's funny we'll see we'll see we'll reserve judgment we'll just wait a second we can't give just give her a minute she might be on this stage but let's see but she's got to prove herself let's see if she's worth it <laughs> Yeah. I know the white guy's worth it. He's totally worth it. But yeah, let's see. Because I still, to this day, people will come up. I usually don't like female comics, but I actually liked you. I'm like, thank you very much. That is so nice. It's Would you like to weird... see my big vagina? <laughs> Can I show you my big vagina? That's my You're new fun. merch. My giant vagina. Let's take a look at that big vagina. Like, what are you? What, what are you, a doctor? That was, that was just like the weirdest way to say it, too. Let's get a look. Let's get a look at that big vagina. How old vagina. is he? He's like an elderly man, like in his 60s, probably. Oh, that's kind of cute. It was, I think I was just like, what? I just was so shocked. Why would you think The I way he said it. Like, I was just like, I've yeah, had cause... stuff said to me, but oh, my God. That's the that worst. That's crazy. That was so insane. So you're done with second cup. That's good. We've been talking a long time, right? We can wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. I. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We're That's at an hour. Way too fucking I have long. to check the lottery ticket because I got us a Corvette one, so we might have won a Corvette. I think we'll just sell it if we win it, though, right? Okay, yeah. Obviously. I don't want to drive a Corvette. No. I'm a woman, after all. I'll just crash it. Why won't this work? Oh, there. Appears to be an on ticket. Fuck. We are so fucked, yes. like, lately. Like, this is... COVID... Ooh. The whole yeah yeah like uh, when have we, we won? We did win anything? fifty we bucks once. But we, we won, won fifty bucks dollars. once. That was an exciting. Probably broke even. Probably have broken even. Yeah, we've lost money on this. Yeah, we have. This podcast has <laughs> yeah. cost us fucking money. We have not. Like, what a dumb gimmick. Hey, we've lost money, but we have gained drugs. Right. <laughs> Medication, sorry, stuff. medical, medical. Uh, the queen basically was took pity on us. Uh, yeah, they have. They've taken pity on us. These. And, and they are losing money. And we yeah. appreciate. They are not losing money. They are not losing money. They're they're actually probably getting more money because of us. Northern Queen is a good business. It's I'd a like good business. It. It's a good product. It's delicious, and it. You're on it all the time. I'm on it all when the time. When are you not on it? Never. <laughs> Even at Second Cup, would you go in on a little edible? I'm like too much of a. I I am like, I'm t- I'm too much of a pussy to go into work higher drunk. Yeah. I've never done I have done it like when I was working at a call center I worked at 5 in the morning and I'd be out till like 3 and then I'd, uh-huh. I'd just show up and I'd be like uh, I think I'm sober <laughs> but I was definitely still drunk but I've never like been like I'm going to have this I'm going to get a little drunk before work I've never I used to get a little high on a night shift when I was in my 20s yeah I like when like, you're it was a night shift and I worked 6pm to 6am or whatever yeah. and I'd get a little high and yeah like the nest. park host job we'd go get head hop- on up to my net like it's not like I had much to do the park host job we'd hop box the mini golf thing yeah I guess I have gotten high on the job a couple but not times, a second but. cup would suck anyway like hi there so i'd boring. like to serve you some coffee that's been sitting around for nine hours i think like the worst part about like like i knew it was my last day and it was like everybody that came in i was just like why are you here i was so sick of people i was just like why are you here and even like sometimes at the restaurant i'm like why are you out here why am i doing here 
<laughs> like, I mean, if you weren't here, I would never job, but fuck you. <laughs> lead. So we've lost again. We've, we've lost, lost a lot again. of fucking money on this podcast. This is really coming out of our own pockets. We're a really lot. gambling on this podcast, and it hasn't paid off yet. This podcast is just like every ticket we've got. It appears to be a non-winner. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the name of this one. It appears to be a non-winner. This podcast appears to be a non-winner. Oh, yeah, and like people can do... Uh, we forgot they get a discount if you listen to this podcast. You get a 15% off discount. What's the word of the street? What do we do? What? It has to be a certain word. Yeah, it can be any like. word. You pick it this week. Um, non-winner? Non-winner. <laughs> that's your <laughs> That's your 50% off. 15% off coupon code. 50, you almost said. 15. 15. Eugene. My dogs are here. None of them vomited on you. That's exciting. Oh, get puked on by any of your animals. Yeah, probably. company. I think that... Oh, my God. He's so filthy. Look at this. Oh, my God. Eugene. Fuck. Eugene, yes. You dickhead. He's been digging. Oh, Where have you been no. digging, you little dick? Kathleen's covered in fucking you dog dirt. You little dick! No! Get down! Oh my god. Oh. What a shitty way to wrap this backyard See, podcast. this is why, like, this is why I don't want kids. Look at this shit. This is why I don't want kids. Alright, this is kids enough. Kids won't do that to you. Kids, kids would do worse. They would do worse. Yeah. This is why I don't want them. They would ruin your tits, not your jeans. They'd ruin everything. <laughs> They'd yeah. ruin my tits and my fabulous fish vagina. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to episode... I don't know. Probably it's like 174. 174 <laughs> That's division. what it feels like. It's the first backyard podcast. I do like the backyard, though. It was though. nice to do it live again. Yeah, I don't like Zoom. I, I fucking hate funnier. Zoom. I think it was funnier. I think we were funnier being together than yeah. when we were like just sitting in rooms. And yeah. Stuff. And when you're like... Going, why is Sean moving his head? <laughs> well, I was doing that for fun because I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the one person that's listening. We appreciate you. Yeah. Bye, Northern Queen. <laughs> Thanks, Northern Queen and Dick, because those are our listeners. And Dick. And, and Dick. Dick. We'll never it. forget Basically you. We have three fucking people to listen to this. And <laughs> you know what? This is who we do it for. <laughs>